It's now two weeks past the last episode, and time again for a new adventure of Cult Cinema Cavalcade as Brandon and Cullen escape the 1983 Joseph D'Amato film, Endgame. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Here again, that great international sport, a grand tradition. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 102. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster and Karnak to my Shannon, Cullen. I don't feel so good. (laughs) Today we are here to discuss the 1983 film Endgame. Cullen, what's happening tonight on Endgame? <laughs> All right, folks, to give you an accurate description of the movie, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, the enthusiasm I produce uh, to read the synopsis. It's kind of uh, the uh, entertainment level of the, uh, of the film. Here we go. Get ready. Strap in. Telepathic mutant recruits a post World War. Shit. Telepathic mutant recruits a post World War III TV game show warrior to lead her band of mutants for safety. Endgame is directed by Joe D'Amato and written by Joe D'Amato under the pseudonym Steve Benson and stars Al Cliver, Laura Gemser, and George Eastman. Uh, welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade uh, for this wonderful episode where Colin and I question your enthusiasm for Endgame, as we've seen it now. I've seen, a, it, I've seen a lot of promotion for Endgame, and now that I've seen Endgame, I don't know what the, all the hype is. Uh, maybe it's not our thing. Maybe we are just on the on the outskirts, on the fringe. I just it's not our thing. But uh, Endgame is here, and we're covering it. Uh, of course. Um, this this dug up enthusiasm for the 1983 film Endgame, which maybe it's getting remade. I see there is a a movie on the schedule uh, that came out last weekend for. End- well, we're not dumb. Okay, we're being silly, but yeah, Endgame, Endgame, ha ha ha. Welcome to Call Cinema Cavalcade. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing our listeners for fools. You know um, we're being snarky. I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I would welcome Thanos's snap. This movie. So, so this one, <laughs> Cullen texted me. He's like, "Hey, if we want to tie in," and then I did it. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, right away, huh?" Had you seen this movie before? We no. Okay. Okay. I feel a little less bad then, because I thought hey, it'd be a good tie, and let's do it. Why not? Be fun. Whoopie doo. Behind the scenes, sometimes we just jump in, guys. Yeah, and you said that you would watch. Like I, when I texted you. And said like, ooh, you know, when I was watching it, but halfway through, you know, my text you said I can confirm that Endgame is remarkably uninteresting, <laughs> and you wrote back, I've seen it twice now. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yep, I typed those words in my thumbs, folks. <laughs> give you give, give you a heads up of my mindset. It took me three attempts to watch this. And I don't mean like, like oh, I fell asleep while watching it. I mean, I watched it, and I said, you know what? No more. <laughs> I got up and did something else, came back, watched some more of it. Like, 
nope, still can't do it. And I came back and like, okay, I gotta, I gotta finish this off. It took me three times. It's not a long movie. It's just that bad. It's that difficult. Yeah, it's it's you know it's directed by Joe D'Amato, which is a popular uh, cult director. Um, he's done a lot of films. Uh, this is one of them. Uh, he's you know something. <laughs> People know him. Uh, Anthropophagus is one of his more popular ones. Beyond the Darkness is another one. Uh, I've you know I've never watched, but Porno Holocaust is something I've heard of. Absurd. He's you know he's done a lot. He also uh, helped to uh, produce such gems as Troll Two. So, I mean he's he's a name. He's a man with 197 directorial credits to his name, including Ator movies. Uh, Ansem Emmanuel, uh, but, you know, he is who he is. He's from Italy. He, he's, uh, he's, a direct, he's a director in that he tells people where to point the camera. Right. <laughs> like, make sure and, you and, get all the movement on, in the camera, and other than that, just let it happen. And, and, of course, this is one of those jumping on the, uh, you know, he kind of goes three quadrant here on the Escape from New York, Mad Max, and Warriors kind of uh, popularity. He's like, why just rip off one? We can do multiples here. And and he manages to rip off a Rocky movie. Yeah? <laughs> what? Yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. I mean, it's all here. Uh, in my search for more information on Endgame as to what's going on, uh, I've come up with the film takes place in 2025. Thank you. And of all his movies, director Joe D'Amato has stated that this one is his best. I'll disagree with the maker of this movie on that. I've seen some of his other ones. Unless there's another cut with completely different actors in completely different scenes enacting completely different actions, then No. We'll get to it, but the the best actor, the the most interesting personality in the movie is only used sparingly, which is a shame. Yeah, this is this is something. Uh, let's just let's just cut to the chase and get through this movie, uh, <laughs> like was, we would say. That was your text to me. What time do you want to get <laughs> end game over with? <laughs> Our listeners are probably right now like, should we even continue with this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out, folks. But, okay. Uh, maybe we'll. it'll make more sense once we get through. It's an into, you know, we watch these sometimes so you don't have to. You're welcome. The game is slated to start in about 20 minutes and will end at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. The three hunters will therefore have 12 hours to track down their prey. In this case, Ron Shannon. In the year 2025, a nuclear holocaust has left New York City an irradiated but not abandoned wasteland. The ruined city is inhabited now by scavenger packs and telepathic mutants who are persecuted by the elite survivors. Keeping the people pacified is reality television program Endgame, where hunters and gladiators fight to the death. Ron Shannon, not your typical badass name, is the current champion of Endgame, which is sponsored by Life Plus. It's Life Plus. The high-protein energy tablet that tones up your body fibers and maintains your sexual price. Be a man among men. Buy Life Plus. He's about to enter a new round against three challengers. 
in the arena, there's a woman named Lilith who sneaks around, uh, avoiding the army just mowing down, like, I guess, homeless people, scavengers. Sure. Um, and of the three challengers in the game, one is Ron's lifetime rival, Kurt Karnak. Uh, Ron is given a head start on these hunters as the game begins. During the game, the military heads of the U.S., uh, New York, I don't know. They meet about a <laughs> nuclear attack going down. Yeah. This never has any connotations later. And a group of ruffians try to attack Lilith, but Ron Shannon, he intervenes. Uh, she has an offer for him if he survives the game. During the game, there are troops that go around just shooting everyone. Ron manages to outsmart, outmuscle, and kill the first two contestants, one by a switchblade in the back, one by a super hard karate chop to the face. But when it comes to Kurt, he's assisted telepathically by Lilith and also shows him mercy after pushing him off a ledge. She is a mutant and needs to leave the city with her companions. They need a guide and would like Ron Shannon, and they will pay him well. So that's like the first like 20 minutes of the movie, right? Yeah. Yep, Something yep, like yep. that. We get like a full endgame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the movie's called Endgame, so it just seems like, hey, you're leading towards, you know, this big TV game show thing. It was like, oh, cool, that sounds like a neat thing. But no, it's the first 20 minutes of the movie, and then, eh. <laughs> yeah, well, here's where, like, it starts out, and you, know, you and I were talking about this before, like, it's, you know, it's schlocky but you know i kind of like these like old barren italian places that look like a post-apocalyptic world that they seem to have by the rabid Mm -hmm. billions of acres of this stuff in italy um but i I like that kind of setting they seem to have this one figured out neatly and i'm like oh this is kind of cool you know they go to battle to death in this little like abandoned city arena that's cool our hero uh, like vanilla would be a compliment um, uh, yeah, you remember, like, this whole movie reminds me of those Mystery Science Theater episodes that you know exist, maybe you've watched once, but you never go back because they're not the inner, the movie itself, it's kind of forgettable. That's yeah. what this is. This is Warrior of the Lost World. Right. That's what this movie is. It's, yeah, so he... The, the, our, our main character isn't even as interesting as the paper chase guy. Think about no. that, folks. Think about right. that. So he goes in, and I'm like, oh, three guys, and they're all like, okay, two of them have awesome looks, and then there's, like, that one guy. <laughs> you know? like well, I got a jacket. Guy, yeah, the first guy's got, like, that punk rock mohawk, like, shoulder pads thing going mm-hmm. on. You're like, all right, all right, this guy, he's like, you know, he probably should have a sword. Um, and then, sure. you know, you have the Kurt Karnak, who just looks, you know, cool. He, he's like, and it's... It's George Eastman, who I, I like. I've seen him in a, plenty of movies. He's got good charisma. He's the most charismatic, interesting presence in the entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, you just look at him, you're like, oh, fuck. That, I don't fuck with that guy. Like, I'd almost rather he played the hero well, in a way. His <laughs> name's better. Who, who do you want saving you? Kurt Karnak or Ron Shannon? <laughs> yes. And Ron hey, Shannon's uh, like hey, four foot hey, seven and chunky. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, y'all, I'm Ron Shannon. I'm here to save y'all lives. Come on, follow me. Like, no! <laughs> and he just got, like, a Kurt leather Karnak. jacket. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, could, and they were like, kiss fan fan makeup on their I guess faces. That's part of the game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that but, helps them fight for their lives. 
it, it drew me. It didn't like grasp me and not let go type thing, but it drew me in with intrigue with this setup. And there's, you know, the TV cameras are going to watch. I'm like, okay, this could be cool. But when I start to worry about this movie right away, that I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good, was when he fights the first guy. Like, I didn't, I didn't even care to take the, the first two guys he fights and kills in there. The first guy he fights is the shoulder pad dude. He's big. And he has a knife out and he gets him by just like this. Stab in the back that's like a medium shot that you're like, did he, I, oh, he stabbed him. And then the guy falls down, dies, like no blood, no nothing. Yeah. Like soft stab. And he fell down. I'm like, oh, they're not, oh, I, you know, I'm not to be, well, yeah, like, what, I'm like, what? I see a Joe D'Amato film. I'm like, oh, he's going to have some gore in this or something. It's going to be explicit. Like, like no. when, that, when that happened, I thought, oh, I, I guess the game started. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, and, well, the next dude. He, like, sits on top of him. I'm like, oh, he's going to smash his head. He, like, karate chops his head. And the guy, like, I think he spits blood. But I'm like, that was fucking weak. And I'm like, oh, God. There, mean, is there going to be any good, like, kills in this movie at least? Was that the guy that made Rick Moranis look masculine? Was yes, it that, that guy? guy. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And then he goes to fight the, the other guy. And then he knocks him off a cliff. And you're like, okay. And mercy. I'm like, oh. Okay, so this guy's going to pack. But, like, that was weak as hell. Like, I thought you needed to play an end game. And it yeah. was, like, end games rated, like, PG. Like, <laughs> well, well, then, like, the announcers are like, oh, he'll get him back in the next game of end game. Like, what? Why? Where he's the favorite. <laughs> like, what? So, like, what, what's the benefit to either of them if they both live? Like, does not make any sense? Like. If I hosted a, a TV reality game show where people were hunted and killed, I'd make damn sure that people got hunted and killed. And if there was going to be one was like, oh, man, they're two great competitors, I would build it up. Like, two great competitors go head to head, not just like, well, I guess next time they'll do it. Like, what are you talking about? Ron Shannon, he volunteers for this and he volunteers several times. Like, do you have to volunteer for it? Is it mandatory otherwise? What? And, the, and this the, guy's just lucky. Like, there's no way, like, if I had a lineup of these people, I'm not picking Ron Shannon. No. <laughs> he doesn't even wear a leather jacket well. My name, my my money's on Karnak. <laughs> yes! 100% Karnak. Guy's like seven foot tall, looks like a crazy motherfucker. Like, you just don't mess with that guy. Right. Like, he don't care. So this first part, like, when I realized what the, the synopsis was, I thought, like, what Ron Shannon was going to somehow transport these mutants like through this TV game show. All right. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Doesn't it? This guy, he's being hunted, but he's also somehow there's, there's this family or whatever, a bunch of kids. He's got to get them out of there. Doesn't that sound interesting? That sounds like a movie, right? That's not what we get here. No. Are you a mutant? Yes. Brain mutation developed my telepathic power. Some of us can use telethink to contact others. Why contact me? I have to leave the city with a group of companions by tomorrow and we need a guide. We pay very well. Why me and not someone else? Because you know what lies beyond the city limits. And you could protect us. So Ron agrees to help and the military gets wind of his disappearance and opt to track him down, which is really weird because he never leaves town yet. But they're like, he's gone! Where'd he go? Lilith introduces Ron to her friends, which include a boy 
who the government's very interested in, and then a man, a professor, who is not a mutant, and they're meeting people in two days and must get there without a minute spared. The government hires Kurt to hunt down Lilith and Shannon, and Ron goes to a dojo to recruit some men for a journey, but only picks up this one guy called Ninja, and then Ron (laughs) finds a group of militia dudes, including one named Koufax, and offers them a job. Now... Does this kind of sound like it's written by like a ten year old? Like yeah, like, I thought, I thought a guy you were like named Ninja. Come on, yeah, yeah, and Ninja kills a guy in the dojo during practice. Yeah, it was just to show him how good he is. Because when uh, Ron Shannon recruits these people to take these mutants across, he's like he talks to like I don't know the dojo master, and he says like, "Hey, how about him?" He's like, "Oh no, you don't want him. He's too deadly." Like what? No, I want him. Like prove me he's deadly. He's like, okay, he kills that guy. Like, oops. What? No! No! <laughs> it's like, I see that, like, it, like I see that. I'm one of the guys in the background, like, training. Like, wait a minute. He just offers this up to the guys that are better than me. I'm out. I'm out. I just want to get better at a martial arts. Not die. Ron is leaving a bar, and a colonel confronts Shannon about what he's doing, and he's attacked by that guy and his men, but is bailed out by Kurt Karnak, who says, now we're quits, and goes back into the shadows. The mercenaries and mutant gang then group up to their escape vehicles for the caravan. Along the way, they find some dead mutants showing signs of involution or reverting back to their primitive states. Which is basically just like, People with silly mask. Well, I shouldn't say silly mask. They're not that that bad, I guess. But either just... fish or monkey themed people. <laughs> yeah, that's about. That's it. They're they're uh, they're like like Super Mario Brothers. That's exactly what it is. They're all regressing into Goombas. That's our theme. Regress we, back. We can't get away from it. Randomly hitting that spot. Uh, not, I think it was this scene. If it's not this scene, I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but. There's a part where like Ron like says to Ninja like like Ninja you stay here. What a dumb sentence that is. <laughs> Ninja, you stay here. What is <laughs> There's no there's 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 no context in which that sentence sounds not silly. Even a ninja talking to another ninja wouldn't call a ninja ninja. Dumb. No, it'd be like Dale, stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lotus, Tiger. Leatherback, oh. whatever. I don't know. Not ninja. Next up, they stop at some abandoned warehouses and hangars. They are greeted by some blind religious zealots in black cloaks and hoods who attack them with size. And during the battle, Lilith informs Ron that cloaked ones can see through everyone's eyes somehow or something. And he makes a run for it and grabs a dirt bike and bursts into one of the buildings and takes out dudes right and left. And there's a man like chained up. And Ron throws an axe into his head, which blinds all the blind guys. And the caravan yeah. of mutant courage makes a break for it. <laughs> this is the perfect name for them. <laughs> but, like this is like the like the one kind of like spooky part of the movie, just yeah. seeing like this one you know blind guy by himself and saying like, "Oh no, I'm blind. I'm a feeble old man." And then like then, God, there had to be, I don't know, a couple hundred of these monks or whatever yeah. just coming out it's of nowhere. It's a cool setup, yeah. But, like, then when you, like, when there's the guy who apparently, like, 
they can he's tied up in a barn but yet he can see outside for them guys or something i don't know yeah when he, he throws the axe and it hits him in the head and i was like fucking awesome where is that the rest of this movie <laughs> there's so much death in this movie and that's like the one good one yeah because it was like shot you know it was actually you know shot and composed well and was interesting and it was set up and there was a payoff Everything and, else is just random people getting shot and like no squibs, not just like oh I got hit, fall down. And also here's the thing with this scene: it doesn't need to happen at all. We don't no. lose any of our main characters; they don't gain anything. This whole scene could have been lifted, but it's the best scene in the whole fucking movie. Right? Was this like the last day where it's like let's go for it, let's make it good? Why we can, not? We can fill in with an action scene here. Who in the crew wants to be an extra? <laughs> No no joke. There was a cast of thousands in this scene. Like, what were they doing stopping here? Like, it's, like, did they need water? Like, yeah. Did they, they need information or a, like, were they tired? What, I don't know why they stopped. They needed to pad the movie? I, I don't know. Why, why are they there? <laughs> they don't need to pad it. This movie's long enough. It certainly does feel that way, Brandon. I, it I certainly say, does. I would say excessively long would be a good description <laughs> Of a movie that doesn't need to be longer than a uh, television episode. No. Have you traveled far? From the town. That's interesting. We don't often have visitors from the town. We heard the sound of your trucks. You must be traders. And there is much we need out here. Life is hard. and We have to survive as best we can. During a stop to rest and map out the the remainder of the way, Ron Shannon takes a smoke break and witnesses Lilith with the kid who lifts a rock with his mind. Lilith has knowledge of what life was like back in the day because the professor shared his mind with them. Uh, apparently, the government has rid the world of it of this knowledge, but they can't erase memories yet. Eh. So this whole thing, kid is special. Got it. Yeah, kid has great. mind shit. It's the also group- like the, the second mutant that shows like any kind of like. Actual crap. No, there was that telepathic one, too. But still, the mutants in this movie are mostly just people with boils. Just people with bad skin. The actual... You know, they're not like yeah. X-Men. Like, this thing... When we talked about the mutants, involution, blind... Mo- <laughs> blind right. religious guy. Well, just the setup for this movie, it reminds me a lot of that mm-hmm. X-Men episode yeah. where they're, like, taken to a different planet. It's like a reality TV show... And then that's what they say. You know, it's, it kind of sounds like there's mutants and they, you know, a reality TV show. They're fighting for their lives. It's kind of what it, I was kind of hoping for. And then we got this instead. The group stops to find some bodies of people, but it's a trap and they're attacked and the professor is killed. And one of the mercenaries freaks out about Lilith being a mutant. She foresaw the trap that was coming, so it tipped him off. They had no idea about the mutants. Uh, Ron tries to talk them down, but then Kurt Karnak reveals himself and tells them they need to get a move on it as a biker gang of involves shows up. A battle ensues, and Lilith is taken captive. Many are killed during this battle. Pretty much everybody. <laughs> and uh, Kurt gives chase in their RV van thing full of mutants, and Ron makes with a, a dirt bike narrowly escaping. Like, this is a big battle here, but like I said, it's, like, it's, literally before, just, it's not bloody it's just, or anything. No, it's just out of nowhere. Like Up to this point, like this movie is more or less like, you, you remember the shitty movie in Strange Brew? 
that's kind of what this movie is. <laughs> it's like every vehicle in this movie looks like that, where it looks like a regular vehicle, but they just soldered on a bunch of dumb crap to make it look, right, yeah. you know, futuristic. It's like, that's clearly like a go-kart or whatever you did. You just put like some chain mail or chain link well, on it. Like it's that all I, I, over the place. I haven't mentioned Ron has like Ron Shannon has like a wannabe Mad Max car. They just like tied mm-hmm. something on the bumper and like took off parts of it. And then they're like travel thing. It's like someone couldn't decide or like halfway through making an RV, they're like, you know what? I want a van instead. It looked really like I've never seen a vehicle like that. It looks like a work van with a turret on top of it. It's like it's really like a... wide and tall for a work van, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's then like, like a jumbo work van. And like these cars also have like cow catchers on them or something like that. But they're not like what it looks like you'd put on the front of a train, like an actual cow catcher. It looks like just a bunch of poor quality cardboard to look like metal things on the front sometimes. Mm-hmm. And can we mention who the real hero of this movie is? Who's that? Kurt Karnak. <laughs> yeah, because he keeps popping up like, oh, man, we're in danger. And he's like, I'm here. And he stops it. Like, This guy is, why is, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Like, why is he ever not around? Yeah, like, hey, just why hang you out with us? the whole journey? Yeah, like, you just disappear for a while. And there's like, oh, yeah, I'm here, by the way. I saved everyone. All right, let's get back to it. Like, well, wait a minute, What? Yeah, well, he was clearly hired by the government to stop this. Like, he obviously is in it for himself. Like, he, he is no... He's like, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I just want to kill Ron. That's all. Yeah. And also, why do you wait? Just do it. <sighs> like, do you have to be on Endgame to do it? Are you still being filmed in Endgame? Like, what's happening? Why trust a mutant? Who says it exists? I do. But you'll never get to see it if you waste your time chattering. Believe me, you'll have plenty to keep you busy in a minute. Ron and Kurt then track down Lilith, where she's being kept. Uh, she makes telepathic contact with Ron to know where he's at. Uh, she lets him know that Kurt wants to kill him when this is all over, so that's good to know. And uh, a uh, a grown <laughs> Heads up. yeah, a grown like fish dude, big fat guy comes and he uh, rapes Lilith during this time. And it's a uh, movie Kurt- on our show, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Yep. You qualified for a cult cinema cavalcade. Congrats. Kurt does something to all the bikes, I guess disabling them outside. He and Ron go inside at night to the rescue. They have a stealthy way through and rescue Lilith. Ron kills the fish guy. He just, like, stabs him in the gut. And, uh, like, this should have been, like, a fuck you death. Like, kill him, not just, like, stab. Because this fish guy, he's not only a rapist, but he's keeping her, like, like Jabba kept like Leia. He's got yeah. he, her chained up around her neck as he sleeps. Yeah. As they're leaving or trying to sneak out, there's a man that's like stuck in a concrete wall. Like they <laughs> like filled it up around him with only yeah, his it's... hands and his head stick out. And yeah, like Lil- basically like the stocks, but it's all yes. concrete. Yeah, but it's a wall. Yeah. Yeah, and Lilith reads his mind and tells them he wants to die. So Kurt goes over and, like, twists his neck up 180 degrees and obliges. Just as they climb a rope to get out, they're spotted, and the rope's shot down before Kurt can get up there. Lilith and Ron run off as they hear heavy gunfire behind them. Now, the the guy in the cement wall, that's, like, one of the coolest things in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, when he goes up and, like, twists his head. I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh, yeah, it, it is cool, and also at the same time, like, oh, he wants to die, like, all right, I'll, I'll do the humane thing and kill him. When we say that he 
twist his neck 180 degrees. We don't mean it's like a quick like snap. It is a slow oh, grind. Yeah. Like, all right, the last moments of your life will be in pure... Like, all right, great. You've been encased in concrete for who knows how long. This is the worst part of it. Right. The slow turn of your neck until it finally breaks. As you're like, right, and there's blood oh. spilling out from it, too. It's like, oh. Yeah. Hey, also, that blood spills out. Cool, great, grand. Drips down the wall. There's that chimp man. That That's what finally does it. That that they're alerted to the situation oh, yeah. of what's happening. It is literally, literally, literally his head that is snapped is, what do you think, four feet above this monkey yeah. man laying on the ground? So he doesn't he doesn't hear or feel these people run by him. He doesn't hear or feel this guy snap a neck above his head. It's not until blood drips on his head. He's like, hey, wait, a, what, huh? How do you not hear or sense any of that? It's right it's above his like, head. It's, it's, it's right in the fucking open. Felt, it's questionable whether he would have felt the blood, too. He's clothed. Sure. He's going to down like his back. Like, it's, nah, I don't know. He got a bunch of monkey hair. He absolutely does. I don't No, but but that's the thing that alerts the other people, the other de-evolved people to run out and start shooting. Like, that's it? That's your security system? You wait for the monkey man to get bled on, then it's like, oh, everybody get your guns. Bad system. I know you're de-evolving, but you're not that stupid, are you? Right. And I like I have to say, Kurt Karnak, cool things happen when he arrives. Cool <laughs> things happen. <laughs> Kurt Karnak, a name more believable than Lance Stargrove. <laughs> At least Karnak c- could be a name. Ron and Lilith regroup with the van, and they then travel and arrive at their spot. The military then shows up and begins unloading on them. Ron is surrounded as the driver is killed, and the military files the mutants out of the van. Ron telepathically begs Lilith to let Tommy, the little boy, unleash his powers to save them. Lilith. Let me get to Tommy's mind. His powers can save us. How? He's only a child. He doesn't know how to use them himself. Well, it's our only hope. I'm going to try. Tommy, can you hear me? Tommy, Tommy, listen to me. Yes, I hear you. I hear you, Shannon. Concentrate, Tommy. It's now or never. You have to save us. I'll try. Tommy creates a big sandstorm and controls the gun on the van to shoot down the soldiers and forces boulders to crush some as well. He smashes some of them with their own car and burns others. And then there's the colonel. And, well, he controls him to, like, shoot himself in the face. And there is, like, a blood splat that comes out the back of his head. A helicopter arrives, delivers Ron the gold, and loads up the mutants. Lilith offers him to come with them, and he tells her they can't go, that she is the future and he is the past. And they fly away as Ron looks on. And then when he goes to grab, the gold bullet stops him, shy of touching it. It's Kurt Karnak. And he says, we haven't played the final round of Endgame yet. And they pull knives, charge at each other, and ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, it, The end. Yeah, it ends like Rocky Three, but with knives in a wasteland. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't end like a painting, but it does. It absolutely ends with them knives up running at each other and then... I mean, they might as well put Eye of the Tiger in here. It's the same, exact same fucking thing. <laughs> you could do it, yeah. Because, oh, you think, oh, the movie's over. Like, we should be over. Like, when <clears throat> when I saw the bullets shoot at that gold, I thought, no, why is the movie still happening? 
they've they've saved everyone. It's over. And then that happened. Like, oh, I was like, how much more of this movie is left when that happened? I'll, I'll give him the the Tommy Crazy Kid thing makes for a it's all right. It's an all right. Interesting finish. But like, like I said, I, it's not like a complete like moron but like uh, more gore please you're doing like horrid things to people like a car crushing people needs to look gruesome in this like that's what you have to offer you are an off the radar uh, shot out of this country for purely b movie uh, uh, exploitation and you're not like relishing in this like where did like your budget needed to be gore first setting second costume third cast like fourth Script maybe like that's <laughs> well they got script maybe they got that right uh, like, they, they, they certainly saved money on lighting because they didn't use a whole lot there's many no. times in this movie where it's like you, you're just kind of like all right I, I think I know what's happening yeah yeah sure great 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 yeah end game like end it, game. it's yeah I and, and also like when. All this stuff is going on with uh, Tommy, this kid that has these telepathic powers. Okay, grand, great. There's a payoff. It was set up. Cool. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't he doing that the entire time? He could have saved the lives of all of the people trying to save their lives. Instead, he didn't. Now, I know that Lilith put him under this control. But I don't give a shit. He could have saved all <laughs> those people at any point. Instead, right. he did jack shit. So the only people that like survive this movie that try to help him are Ron Shannon, who who cares, and Karnak, who should have been our hero. Like, there were so <laughs> many people that just died needlessly. Like all those mutants come, all those monks coming out. This could could have eradicated all of them. It was before Lilith was kidnapped. They could have. Oh God, damn it! Fuck Lilith. Yeah, fucking piece of. Fuck you. Yeah, there was the needless stop at the cloaked guys. It was harmful to people. I guess the trap that might have got him, but I... And, and 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 that line that Ron Shannon says of uh, to Lilith before she leaves of, uh, you're the future, I'm the past. What are you fucking stupid? You live in a wasteland. They're going somewhere nice, right? They're getting out of there. Like, you were invited. <laughs> yeah, you were invited. Exactly. That's your reward. You get the fuck out of there. You don't have to fight an endgame anymore. You don't have to volunteer. You're out of there. Instead, like, it'd be one thing if he was like, well, this area still needs me. I got to get other people out. Like, okay, he's a hero. He's sacrificing. Yeah, there are Great. more people to save from endgame or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but none of that happens at all. He's just like, I'm the past. Like, what is that? What is that? Like he so was a professor, but he was fucking going before he got killed. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you be an out? Like you're a lot more useful with us than without us. So why don't you go? Like no, I don't. I don't want to live a happy life. I'd rather be miserable in a wasteland. Bye, bye, pretty lady that seems to like me for some reason. Bye. We may be leaving, but we may we may not always be safe. We could use a protector. Okay, yeah. I'll go. Oh, God, Ron Shannon. We need you. We need your help, Ron Shannon. You leave that alone. Winner take all. And we haven't played the final round of Endgame yet.
now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means... Uh, you're living in the end game. You got shows to run. You got no reason to leave the city. It's uh, get get watch some entertainment all the time. Converted, which means you are a mutant seeking to get out of there. You need just need to live a comfortable life. You're fine. Or drinking the Kool Aid, which means you are all about it. Getting out of this place, defying everything you know, and leaving end game, which sounds like it could have been the staying with your family option too. But Cullen, how do you rate? End game. This certainly does qualify as a movie. You know, uh, there are actors. They were shot on film. They're on locations. It has all the elements of a movie, but for some reason, it just doesn't come together to be an actual film. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens for a while, and it's slow. It's not a long movie, folks. This thing's just slightly over an hour and a half, I believe. It's one hour, 37 minutes, a long one hour, 37 minutes. It feels like three. Three hours is how this movie feels like. It's a bland, slow pile of nothing. All the shots are ugly in it. The acting is dog shit. And I don't mean like fun dog shit. It's so boring, you can't even make fun of it. It's just bad. That's even worse than a bad movie. Because at least with a bad movie, you're like, oh, I can see what they're trying to do. Like, oh, you're so incompetent. These people are kind of competent. They must have spent all their money on the rest of the crew because they sure as shit didn't sit on the lighting person. I couldn't see a bunch of shit in this movie. Maybe it was a bad copy, but whatever. I'm saying it's the lighting. Fuck that. D- uh, do yourself a-, a favor. Don't watch this movie, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. I stay with my family. 100%. Don't do it. Brandon, how do you write this thing that's called Endgame? This feels like I watched a three-part miniseries with two-hour segments back to back to back. Like, that's how it felt. And I watched this movie twice for this episode. It's like, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I like the, the the setup at the beginning, the the end game setup. I'm like, oh, that, that makes, it's easy. It, makes for, it can make for a cool, entertaining movie. It doesn't. It's got cool sets. Costumes are fine, whatever. Some decent makeup, but like, that's... They don't utilize any of it. Uh, like you said, the cast, yeah, the cast is like stale bread. Like this is almost like you took people who were just like one line, like gas station clerks in movies, and made them the lead cast of your movie all the way through, <laughs> or something. Like it's just uh, and Ron Shannon, fuck man, what? I mean, he lives up to the name. Like how it's like awful, lackluster. It like that's your hero. Like I like. George Eastman's just naturally George Eastman, so who plays Kurt Carnack. So every time he's on the screen, I'm happy. Like, oh God, somebody with charisma or like that at least energizes a frame of film is here, but he only pops up intermittently. He joins up a little bit towards the end. This adventure could be something interesting. It's not. Uh, they throw things in there, like the kid with his telepathic powers is, you know, hinted at with just enough time before the finale to get him out of something. And it, I, ooh, yeah, it's it's brutal. Like this thing should be, like, could be like an easy, like, converted if it, like, you know, despite these things, if it had some like gore or some like cool explosions and shit that would like bump it up. But it, it's like afraid to do any of that. Like it does nothing. Like it's just. 
I don't I don't know what's up with D'Amato. This is like he says his favorite, but this is like his like most plain Jane movie. Like I don't know if he was trying to make something more accessible to people or interesting. It's just like, like it, I'd rather I'd rather this be crappier and more relishing in effects and shit like that. That'd be more entertaining. Yeah. Oh, I stay with my family, if you couldn't guess. <laughs> uh, I I have seen other movies similar of this ilk, like, you know, the the Bronx Warriors or Escape from the Bronx, 1990, the Bronx Warriors. Those are much better. Those are like they're like masterpieces compared to this. These are like, if you want that trashy uh, early 80s Escape from New York knockoff stuff, go for those, not this. Yeah, this where, th- where the synth music kind of, Build the suspense and action, and well, not we didn't just... even talk about the music, and they reuse oh. the same fucking theme a ton. They have some interesting stuff in here, soundtrack wise, but they reuse that same theme over, 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 and over. And it's never interesting. Anytime it's ever played, it's just, yeah. oh man, it is the music of the movie, man. It is just there. Yeah, it, and you th- only recognize it because you've heard it 50 times before the 10-minute mark. Yeah. Yeah, it just plays again. Oh, God, we're doing this again, huh? Okay, great. Cool. So right. so you can't even you can't even distract yourself with the music in this movie. You have no choice but to try to focus on the like, actual action of the film. This should have been an easy win. Like, this should have been like, okay, I'm converted. Oh, it's not. And when I saw like that one, it was one hour thirty seven minutes. So I was like, oh boy, the, these things normally hit the sweet spot when they're like an hour fifteen, hour twenty. Like th- this is like watching like two people try to play chess. They've played it twice in their life. They don't know what they're doing. They're just bumping around like like this. I think like this is how you like. Okay, great. And this this goes on and on, and no one is entertained, and there's yeah. no point to it. This this movie is sitting certainly hit a striking point with both of us, but like, is it this isn't like the worst movie we've watched? No, it isn't it's at just, all. It, it's like, weird because de- like, Deathbed it, is a much worse movie than this. Right? Yeah, yeah. Deathbed. I wor- like, I, it, I sat through that in one sitting, but it was engaging enough to make me interested. Like, what the hell else is next? It was bad. It was I, terrible, and I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it. And there was no plot there. This had a plot. And I, it was, this was such a bigger chore. It was just bland. It was, yeah. oh my God. It is like, like trying to eat like petroleum jelly for nourishment, you know, like <laughs> empty. It's, yeah. It's just like, it's, it's so just like there on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> Happening. Yeah. Like, like when I mentioned earlier, like the people playing chess, like all the, all the pieces are there, but none of them are used correctly at all. I, I can say this for certain, Avengers Endgame will top the original Endgame. Well, I'm curious to see what they do with this remake. Yeah, I'm curious. Would you like to find the love you deserve? The success in your future? Now you can find the answers and connect with someone so gifted you'll feel good just talking with them. Call the live one-on-one psychic connection for your private reading anytime. Call toll-free 1-800-972-6655. Don't face your future alone. Call now. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we hit Tro-May. 
So we'll be going back back to Nukem High with the Class of Nukem High Part 2 Subhumanoid Meltdown from 1991. And of course, Jessica will be rejoining us for that as well through the month of May. Thank you for listening to our show, putting up with Endgame. To those of you who watch, if there are those of you who watch along with us, like my ideal audience, remember like, oh, I, you know, I watch the movie every week, listen to the episode. Thank you for sticking with Endgame and and watching. If you exist, <laughs> if any of you people exist that do watch along with our episodes, man, this is one of those that were there with you. I hope you felt like, you know what, okay, they were there with me. And fans of Endgame, let us know. Tell us what we got wrong about this thing. We'd love to hear it. I uh, predict no fans. No fans, yeah. Or they'll keep quiet. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, thank you as always. Keep listening. We're still going. We're still trucking. We're going to have a hell of a trome for you as well. We look forward to next time, but first stay tuned for the trailer to Class of Nukem High Part 2 Subhumanoid Meltdown, the trailer that actually trails. Is Jones in? Stop the presses. It was incredible. And I saw the whole thing turn right into a big mess of green goo. So you'd say you witnessed a subhumanoid meltdown? meltdown? Life is full of miserable chores, like washing windows and fighting in wars. so good. It's almost like you've got a mouth down there. Some humanoids are never born from female egg and semen seed. The B and From night till dawn, they're the ultimate product of corporate greed. When you kiss them, if they're smelly, they got an extra set of lips in the button of their belly. College would have turned out like this. A swaggering bulldozer of a flick. Oh,
listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This event is brought to you by Life Plus, the high-protein energy tablet to be found at your local drugstore. Don't delay. Bye today. Be a man among men. Buy Life Plus.